candles, room sprays, perfumes and colognes by Tessa Williams. And my next guest is the amazing fashion designer and writer, Tabitha Webb. Tabitha, Somerset Webb. Tabitha, so great of you to come on the show. How are you? Thank you. I mean, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in semi-lockdown in, in a strange way. It feels like it's gone back, doesn't it? But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. in Hampshire in the sunshine and um, my eight-year-old's gone back to school and my two-year-old is running riot in the garden. Wow. So, um, yeah, you know, we're good, and it doesn't feel like winter's come yet, so that's nice. Oh, fantastic. So how hot is it there today, Tabitha, with you? Well, I'd, I mean, I'd say it's like 21 degrees. I'm, I'm not a weather girl. It's not, I've always <laughs> wanted to be a weather girl, by the way. That was always an aspiration. But, yeah. Um, uh, it feels hotter in my garden. I feel like I always have a microclimate in my garden, actually. So we, we have a little sun trap, which is gorgeous. Uh, warmer, I believe, than, than you have in Scotland. I know. I'm in freezing Aberdeen here. It's a very blue sky, but, yeah, you couldn't go out in a bikini. Not today. <laughs> so I thought... See, I probably could. Could you? You're brave. Not scare the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, well. well, you've done so many exciting things, Tabitha. You were, you were born in Ireland, grew up in Chicago. You went to boarding school, but not for long. You survived a, a term at university, and then... You went to Miami chasing a hot surfer, is that right? What, how yes. did all that happen? Sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my parents divorced when I was like eight or whatever. And then my father, um, we were living in the States and my father stayed in Florida. So I used to go out for my school holidays. And of course, the freedom of being able to drive in the States when you're 16 probably allowed me access to more men than my parents uh, would have liked. Mm. And um, I remember meeting this terribly handsome, long-haired surfer dude with a pickup truck in one of those under-21 nightclubs where you can't smoke or drink. And, um, you know, his name was Bo. And I was I was completely kind of smitten by him. And um, I remember turning up at uh, his university. So I ditched university after a term because I just decided that it wasn't for me. found it a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't understand why there were so few lectures a week. And I, I kind of wanted to work harder. I, I didn't want to just do a few lectures. So I decided I'd go to Miami and go and find this guy. And he was at the University of Tallahassee. And when really? I turned up, he, he was just like, what, what are you doing here? What, why are you here? <laughs> um, and, and I couldn't believe it. I thought he'd be so happy. But um, anyway, it turns out that he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I sat in his student digs day after day. Um, I think I definitely, like, um, abused his marijuana plants that he had <laughs> in his greenhouse. Yeah. And uh, he, he pretty much kicked me out. So I moved down to Miami into a student hovel down there and stayed there for a year of kind of, you know, dancing in a few MTV music videos, waitressing, the oddling job and then came home with bright red hair that, that excellent that yeah excellent as you do and now as you said you've got two two children who are eight year old and two year old yeah. 
Yeah. And you've also just written this incredible new book, No Regrets. And I just wonder, how do you manage to do it all? Because that is not easy, writing a book and having kids. And you've got a fashion label. So what do you sleep at all? Well, the f- you know, one of my best mates said to me last week, she said, do you think you've got ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I feel like unless I'm doing things all the time, I, I would probably get anxiety if I stopped, actually. My brain needs to be busy. And, and the busier I am and the more pressure I'm under, the better I work. Okay. But I um, I was approached by HarperCollins to write a book um, after I had interviewed somebody at HarperCollins at an author's evening. Did and they you? Wow, like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, and they were like, well, you know, we feel like if we could wrap you up and put you into a book. Mm. And at the time, you know, being one of those people who never says no to anything, I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard. You know, I mean, it's really, I've never written a book. Um, yeah. Doing it while I was pregnant with a newborn baby, while I was trying to run the business. Um, and I found it really, really difficult, actually. And you know, every time you'd write 60,000 words and they'd cross it out and send you back 20,000 and say, mm. use the rest, use this. And I'd just be like, oh, no. And um, mm-hmm. I did definitely get quite grumpy halfway through the process and kind of, you know, I got quite irritable. I was like, but I think what I've done is good, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. So, mm. so it was definitely it was definitely a learning process. And um, that, now I'm meant to deliver book two in, in the next two to three months, which at the moment is not looking, <laughs> not looking very hopeful. Oh, I agree, um, you'll do it. That's, that's brilliant. And with your first book, No Regrets, I love the way it's a story of these friends and it's told through the different girls' um, views and it's so good because you really feel like you know these people I just wondered were they based on some of your actual friends or how did you get such great characters Tabitha there there's definitely um a lot of my friends in every character there's there's a bit of me in some of them and I definitely have each of different parts of friends in each character and it's quite funny because a lot of my friends go is that one me? That was definitely me, wasn't it? Is, is that one based on me? And and it's funny because you see everybody's insecurities as to how they think other people perceive them <laughs> because it's interesting who thinks, you know, they're which character. But yeah. it was really, for me, um, you know, I think it's so hard, I mean, as women, obviously, in your early 40s, and I just so many women kind of having these midlife crises all the time, you know, what next? Is this mm. the end? Can yeah. they still achieve? Is it too late? You know, mm-hmm. can they still go after their dreams? And I, I think a lot about my characters was that I wanted to say, actually, it isn't ever too late. You know, you're not too old to have that baby or to meet the man or to start the career you really wanted to start. And, and I feel it's particularly relevant coming out of lockdown, really. True, you know, yeah. in the, the, the last thing, and I keep saying this to my husband, is, you know, we've really got to make sure our lives change because it was such an opportunity to sit and think and come out and kind of do things differently. And I feel it would be so sad if everyone came out of that time and returned their lives exactly what they were. Um, you know, yeah. so, so for me, a lot of it's about taking the risk and not being afraid of failure because yes. you know, it, was, yeah. it was a lot about what if it 
what if it doesn't work but what if it does what if mm-hmm. you take that risk and it's actually the best thing that you've ever done yeah. and I think that that is something that people are so scared of mm. um, yeah and you just don't seem to have that at all and I really love that about you Tabitha I've read a little bit about what you've done as you said you you packed in university you went uh, traveling to America you've had businesses one of the biz- did, did one of the businesses that you did it, it gone bankrupt you then you do another business then you yeah. writing a book you know it's like you're not scared of anything and I think if more people were like that it would be great but how do you find that kind of resilience in you I mean I you know I definitely have so some of my friends laugh about that I guess because I you know like I definitely have anxiety about health so I have anxiety in a different way but as okay. far as yeah um business and making life decisions I just literally don't have any fear of it I, I just don't see the risk in it and you know I think it, me and my husband have heated discussions about it quite a lot because I'm always like let's pack up and go and do something else you know let's go and <laughs> yeah let's go and live on the other side of the world and take the risk and we'll start a paddleboard school or we'll mm-hmm. just start a new business over there and see what happens and he, he constantly says to me but you know, what if it doesn't work, then what do we have? And we've given up everything. Yeah. And I'm the one constantly saying to him, but, but what if we go and do it and it does work and it's amazing and our life is that much better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I often think that people who do go and do things don't don't have that much regret because they look back and often it's an amazing experience. You know, yeah. they've, they've tried it. And, you know, I think the worst judger is yourself. You know, we always think everyone's going to talk about us and judge us. But actually, I think people are really too self-interested to be that bothered about what we're doing. That um, is true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, especially in the world of social media, it's got so horrible, hasn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so... People, especially for kids, teenagers, I reckon it's a, it's the hardest time for them because they're all everything's so apparent wherever they go, whatever they do, everything is seen. And as you say, people are very judgmental about things. But yeah, it's great to get out and do something different, as you say. So with with your book, um, it's very interesting how the the publishing company kind of came to you and said, "Will you do this book?" Did you have the idea kind of in your head a bit already, or did it all come to light after some time? Well, interestingly, it, the story that we ended up writing, I think, was incredibly different to where I began. Um, okay, yeah, and, often people say that happens. Yeah, and and everyone said, "Oh, write storyboards and all the rest of it," and. I kind of didn't because I just, as I wrote, the story unfolded and these bizarre ideas, you know, came into my head. (laughs) The story just kind of came alive. But I think a lot of it is also based on experience and having traveled a lot and experienced a lot and seen a lot of things. And that kind of definitely helped me write the book. But I wanted it to be um, funny. I I really wanted to make people laugh. And, um, you know, obviously, I love to write a good sex scene. Uh, You did? You don't don't waste your time on that. It's like a few pages, isn't it? It's like, what? Wow, I didn't know this was going to (laughs) happen. Brilliant. I know, I'm wondering whether book two should just be a Mills and Boone. I mean, I might find that it's my like USB, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my husband my husband says it's false advertising. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I do, like, I have a storyline in my head for book two, and I the idea is actually to make it simpler, so I'm not writing from the point of view of three characters. Okay, because I, I yeah. Think, 
That's actually that made yeah. yeah book one more complicated so I'm just making book two a, a lot simpler and it, it won't lead on from book one mm-hmm. um yet but of course if everybody goes and buys book one and it's terribly successful yes. then I will write a sequel <laughs> yes or another um, one yeah you you should yeah. indeed and, um sorry carry yeah. on <laughs> Uh, oh thank you I was just going to ask do you have a time for because you do so much as you're saying you you have the kids you're married and you have a fashion business what the time do you kind of do your writing is it first thing of the day or last thing at night or all days or different days I mean, literally, I think my favorite time of the day is the morning when I have a hot coffee and a croissant. God, okay. I mean, it's got to be the best part of the day. And if anybody was to rob me of my morning coffee, and, and so that is so when I love to write. So the kind of idea, I think it's a slightly romantic idea, isn't it, that you sit in your cabin mm. with a steaming hot coffee and out come all these amazing words telling this great story. And so in my mind, that's what I do. Yeah. In reality, that's, that's totally probably not true. Um, so I do try to write for a couple of hours in the morning, but it also depends a lot on what's happening with the business. Right, um, yeah. Because, you know, we're very, we have to be quite reactive to stylists and press and, and mm. everything on a daily basis. So I do squeeze it in when I can. But mm-hmm. um, it drives my husband demented because I'll often read back what I've written in bed in the evening. Yeah. And I will get such bad giggles because mm. I find it really funny. And he'll say to me, the problem is, is that you find yourself funnier than anybody else finds you. Yeah, is is your husband, uh, is there a character in the book that your husband's kind of based on or is he not, is he completely out of it? Um, I mean, he has been known to wear a dark brown hoodie and he loves the pixies. That's probably about as good as it gets with him having a part in the book. Um, and, And when he read it, he said to me, I mean, he said, I've read worse things. I was like, I said, said, that's quite rude. And he said, well, it's not really my genre. (laughs) He said, so I didn't really know what to expect. So, yeah. Oh well, you know, well, opposites I, attract, and you you guys sound like you do get on very well. Have you have does does he does he work with you in your other business, or are you completely separate, kind of in professional ways? I mean, God, no, we'd, we'd kill each other. Okay. I mean, <laughs> he's um he's a geologist. Oh and, wow, um, that's interesting. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So he's he's kind of mining copper and zinc and uh, travels or pre lockdown travelled a lot to places like Kazakhstan and Macedonia. And he's okay. he's more of a kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark character, I think. And, yeah. Um, finds oh. what I do completely extraordinary. Yeah. Um, he he says that I've dumbed him down before he met me he'd never read the mail online and he didn't know what a maxi skirt was okay um, yeah so well so, yeah, uh, like, <laughs> your your fashion company though is amazing but as you you originally had the company making the handbags too with Danny Minogue so I had a handbag business, which was life pre-Danny, and met Danny through that. And then we launched a fashion line called Project D, okay. which was uh, red carpet dresses, really. Lots of stuff for her to wear on the X Factor. And it, it was brilliantly successful for, you know, kind of five, six years. But it was a very, very tough business. I can and, imagine, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, fashion is just so hard. Oh, yeah. And we made 
so many mistakes of which I've learned from. Um, and so, yeah, that company, we put that into administration about eight years ago, I think. Um, okay, yeah. And the new um, company now is uh, beautiful prints and lots of different kind of fabrics. Um, do you do you do you get involved in the actual design side as well, Tabitha? Yeah, I do all the design. Um, I work with a brilliant print designer, and we've been kind of working together for years. And I'll kind of send her random messages of what I want the prints to be in the middle of the night, okay. and she's terribly patient with me, and then kind of creates them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we very much really become print driven. Um, you know, nearly more than our styles. Our styles are kind of stay the same season after season and we just kind of change up our prints and our colours and, you know, not diversifying that much has actually really worked for us in the fashion. Yes. And it's kind of allowed us to branch into other things that aren't the fashion, really. So we're launching Bed Linen in John Lewis in January. Oh, brilliant. um, Which is really exciting. So all our prints will go on there. And then we're launching um, a perfume and super drug next week, actually, called... um, colour in association with Great Ormond Street um, oh, so that's really exciting as well so yeah. lots of the proceeds from that will go to Great Ormond Street so it's kind of allowed us to do different things um, yeah. the main hub has been our kind of print gallery and putting that on shirts and other things as we've gone so we've done our wallpaper and actually I'd love to put it on a surfboard that's my uh-huh. next aspiration <laughs> oh brilliant and <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, how does your perfume smell like I love perfumes and I also have a, a range of perfumes so I'd be really interested in how your what your perfume is like what's it like so I wanted it to be because we called it color and the bottle is the shape of a rainbow oh, um, I wanted it you know, because we wanted it to be happy for the children and, you know, we wanted it to be something that kind of grabs your eye on the shelf. So it's very floral with blossoms. Very pretty, colourful smelling scent, actually, is, okay. is how I'd describe it. It's always um, hard so it's to fresh. describe perfume, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's like, it, well, it smells like, and it looks a bit like, but yeah. So is it floral or citrus? Yeah, floral. Or no, it's lovely. very floral. Yeah. Um, it's fresh. That's it. It's a kind of fresh, floral, colourful smell. I, I guess I wanted it to smell pretty like a rainbow, so they all can kind of completely bonkers, obviously. Yeah, um, amazing. But, yeah, <laughs> but hopefully it's kind of a nice commercial scent that will um, appeal yeah. to lots of people, I hope, yeah. yeah. And good um, with the rainbow, I guess, it kind of fits in with this whole time of um the rainbows and all the windows and everything just now that we're going through the hard time thanks to the nhs and everything yeah interestingly we've kind of done the rain we designed the rainbow before all the nhs stuff happened actually um and so that was kind of just good timing and um you know we just thought a rainbow was something great because of the great ormond street collaboration too that we wanted yes. you know, for the children and hope and, and and happiness so and also i just love a rainbow and i love color mm-hmm. um, yeah and i thought nobody's done a bottle in the shape of a rainbow so it really appealed to me <laughs> yeah oh well i look forward to seeing that and that's coming out soon did you say in super drugs yeah, so that's out in about 10 days, I think. Okay, very good. Exciting yeah. times, Tabitha. So, it was wonderful to hear you and to hear um, more about your book, um, No Regrets. And how is the best way people can find out more about you, Tabitha, and um, 
will you be doing any kind of book events coming up or anything? I mean, it's so sad, isn't it? Because I feel like I've kind of missed out on all of that because we launched the book published right in the middle of lockdown, really. Um, so, no, we don't have any events lined up at the moment. Yeah. Um, we're not really allowed to do that many, but we are definitely looking for opportunities. But you can get it in Waterstones or on Amazon. Um or you can just follow me on social media for all my news, really. I'm always on there chatting away about something irrelevant. Great. And I noticed you also you have um, a lot of other people doing kind of readings of your book. And that is that was a brilliant um, excerpt from your famous uh, collaborators there. Um, yeah, so I begged all my, my celebrity friends to read a little extract for me and put that on Instagram. So that was kind of what we did in the week up to launch, just okay. to kind of try and build awareness. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's trying to think outside the box at the moment, isn't it, of different things you can do. Because obviously we had to cancel our big launch party and yes. there's no book tours or readings or anything. Um, so... Yeah, we did, we did it that way, and that's, that's been great, actually, and it's just trying to get other people to endorse it and read it. But we've, we've had such nice feedback on the book, and lots of women have been using it for book clubs, and hopefully word of mouth's really getting out there, and it's, it's yeah. been selling really well, so we're super happy. Excellent. Well, great. Well, congratulations. Well done. I look forward to the next book, and yeah, hopefully talk oh, to you again Tessa, soon. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That would be lovely. Okay, so take much. care. Bye Thanks bye. a lot. Bye. Your man on the road, he doing promo. You say keep our business on the low, low. I'm just trying to get you out the friend zone. Cause you look even better than the phone.